I'm Scott. And I'm Melissa. And we are the Sunshine Travelers. Our passion is travel and sharing our experiences with those who enjoy it as much as we do, or those that want to learn more about travel, or even those that just want to live vicariously through our travel stories. No matter where you fall along that journey, get ready to hear firsthand experiences as we visit some of the most interesting and amazing places on earth. In this episode, we are staying close to home and inviting you to our little slice of paradise. We'll discover Amelia Island, which is part of the scenic North Florida Keys. We'll tell you how to get there, where to stay, what to do, and where to eat. Learn to enjoy Amelia Island like a local. So pack your bags and let's get started on this journey to Amelia Island. So Amelia Island is one of those places that I'm not going to say it's really easy to get to. Uh, You have to travel to get here either by car driving or you can fly into the Jacksonville International Airport problem is is there's only a few places that you can fly direct to Jacksonville. That's true. And that's one thing about having moved here is that now, different from being in Atlanta, is we always have a connection whenever we travel somewhere else. So yes, you'll probably have um, a two-stop plane ride unless you're coming from Atlanta or Miami, maybe a few other places. Yeah, a few places in New York, but uh, otherwise, you're going to make a stop somewhere to get to Jacksonville. And you are probably going to want to rent a car. Don't you think so, Scott? Yeah, you definitely want to rent a car. I'll, I'll tell you from experience is that I've come in um, late in the evening sometimes. and I thought I would save Melissa a trip to come pick me up. And I said, oh, I'll just grab an Uber. And when I opened the app and I chose the you know the fare and stuff like that where I was going someone picked it up and then they would drop it and then someone else would pick it up and drop it and drop it and drop it until finally about 20 minutes later someone picked it finally picked it up and I was asking the lady one time and she said well there's just not a lot of return fares coming back to Jacksonville from Amelia Island and so you know a lot of the drivers will not take that fare because they'll have to eat the return trip without a return fare. And that's true. And it's only half an hour, but that makes a big difference for them. And plus, once you get here, you are going to want to be able to spend some time in the town to shop and eat. And even if you're staying there, then you're going to want to be able to get to the beach. And so those two things are not right there together. They're close by, but you're definitely going to want a car. So definitely plan to rent a car too. Once and we'll you talk here. a little bit about places where you could stay, where maybe it's easy access to both downtown and to the beaches and stuff like that. But I think you're right. Is having access to some form of transportation while you're here is helpful. But if you are five to six hours driving time, you definitely probably just want to drive because it's going to take you at least that long to fly. Yeah, going through the airport, security, all of those things, um, and then trying to get away to get onto the island. Now, Jacksonville International Airport does have car rentals, so I just want to make sure that everybody's clear on that. You don't have to take an Uber. It does have car rentals there like any other airport, but, you know, we were talking about, you know, flying in and 
in like you can in a lot of cities, just grab an Uber and go into town. It's not an easy thing to do to Amelia Island. So there's lots of different places to stay here. You have a wide variety of uh, choices, really. I mean, you could rent a house. You could stay in a bed and breakfast. Uh, you can stay in a chain hotel. We have uh, Courtyard, Spring Hill Suites, Hampton Inn, um, and then places like the Omni Resort and the Ritz-Carlton and different things like that. So, Scott, what would you, where would you tell people to start kind of looking for lodging? Well, I think it's important to maybe take a step back and talk about Amelia Island itself and how it's laid out. You know, there's the north end of Amelia Island, which has downtown Fernandina Beach. Um, it is a fantastic downtown atmosphere. And then you have the North Beach uh, on that end, which is where a lot of people come to do shark tooth hunting and stuff like that. Uh, you know, nice beaches. But then you also have the south end of the island, which is where a lot of the resort, the big resorts are. So the Ritz-Carlton and the Omni are down in the south end. So you really have those two distinct island or two distinct areas, I should say, um, of where you where you can stay. And then that's also going to be whether you want to stay in a luxury resort or, you know, do you want to come here and stay in a condo or a smaller chain hotel or somewhere like that. And true, if you are bringing um, a lot of people and you want to be able to have a kitchen and cook food and things like that, you're definitely going to want to look at um, something more like a condo or a house. Um, you definitely want to check when you're looking for vacation rentals and condos, because there are some places where you can rent a few nights. There are some places that are kind of grandfathered in for has to be weekly rentals. And then there's some just depending on their location on the island where there are a month or more rentals. Um, so just be aware of that as you're looking for, and that really is more for Airbnbs and, and house and larger condo type rentals. You know, if you want to be right on the beach, it appears that there are a number of places where you can rent uh, on a weekly basis that are right there on the beach. And that's, you know, you can rent a whole house to yourself or you can rent a condo um, from someone. And then there's even one hotel or maybe two that are right on the beach there. And it's one of the things that we really love about Amelia Island is that the beach is not just covered over with high-rise buildings. Uh, there are a few up on the north end of the island, you know, right by the, the main beach. But other than that, it's mostly houses as you go down the beach uh, towards the south end of the island. Yes, that's true. So just to give you some options. So if you are a Marriott person, there's a new Spring Hill Suites Courtyard by Marriott. That's kind of a, combina a combination that is, uh, what would you say, a block away from the beach. Yeah. Um, uh, there is on the opposite end, um, down in the downtown where the marina is, there is a Hilt uh, Hampton Inn, so part of the Hilton. And so there you'll be really close to walking distance to a lot of the restaurants, a lot of the nightlife that we're 
going to talk about as well. And then Scott mentioned also the Ritz-Carlton and the Omni. And so those are further on the south, but both of those are right on the beach as well. So that would give you some options um, for that. They also are golf resorts. So you would have those amenities also. And so he mentioned the ones right on the beach um, that are on the north part of the island would be the Amelia Seaside Inn, and that is right on the beach and also next door to it, the Elizabeth Point, which is more like a like a bed and breakfast or a smaller inn as well. And then downtown, there's also several bed and breakfasts. So if that's, um, I mean, the town itself, the old, old Fernandina is from the early 1800s, but the late 1800s and early 1900s, some of these bed and breakfast houses. So you've got the Addison on Amelia, the Amelia Schoolhouse Inn, and then the Florida Inn, which actually has a restaurant we're going to talk about in a minute. And then there's the White House Bed and Breakfast. So those are going to date to the late 1800s, early 1900s, old houses, old Florida houses. Um, and so looking at some of those might give you a unique experience as well. And the good thing about staying in downtown Fernandina Beach is that's where all the nightlife is. If you're interested in coming here and having things to do in the evenings, you know, after maybe you've spent the day at the beach, downtown is where you're going to want to go. That's where all the nightlife happens. And then also, so let's don't um, forget to talk about camping. Um, So we do have state parks, two state parks on the island. Um, One of those, which is Fort Clinch State Park, does have camping, although we have been told that it's one of those places, especially recently, it is a campground that's right on the beach, but you have to make your reservations like 11 months in advance and they book up super, super quickly. So just be aware of that. If that's something that you want to try to plan to do as camp at Fort Clinch, that you need to plan that in advance. Other than that, there's not really any other camping on the island. You've got a lot of options for you in places to stay. And those options go from probably a couple of hundred dollars a night up to a couple of thousand dollars a night, depending on whether you're, you know, renting a whole house um, to yourself on the beach and things like that. But, you know, once you get here, what are you going to do? So, of course, the beach is probably the main draw is definitely the beautiful wide beaches. Um, They're wider at some points than others. We often have tide pools, just depending on how the storms and stuff like that change the beach landscape. There's also like a lot of public beach access. So even if you're not staying directly on the beach, um, there is a couple of places where there's lots of beach parking. And then every quarter of a mile up and down the main beach road, which is A1A, Fletcher Avenue, you're going to find like beach parking as well. There are lots of places to, you know, park, and then it's just a little short boardwalk that takes you over onto the beach across the dunes. On the north end of the island, I would say that's where the most of the parking is, and so those are probably the more crowded beaches. But as you go down and you find these little small lots that are right on the beach, that's where you're going to have fewer people, um, and the crowds will be much less. And the beach is dog friendly. Just bring along your bags to clean up after them. And if you're walking them first thing in the morning, you'll run into the beach ranger who will give out treats. Um, And our dogs can spot him a mile away and know that he's coming and getting ready for their treats. And I just want to say one thing, you know, as a dog owner, and I see people who bring their dogs to the beaches, 
it gets hot, right? And you just need to remember that the dogs need shade. They need water. And I see so many people out there that bring their dogs out onto the hot sand and there's no shade for them and they are just absolutely cooking in the sun. Please be aware that is not good for your dog. Yeah, we typically walk ours in either first thing in the morning or last thing in the evening and only in the wintertime have they gone out there in the in the afternoon. So and- in addition to the the beaches, we do have several 18 and 27 hole golf courses that you can play. Um, there is a municipal city course um, that is a great value for playing. And then you have all the way up to if you're staying at the Omni or the Ritz, you can play in one of their courses. And those are just, you know, really well manicured and, you know, well taken care of courses to play. But if if you're not a member there and you're not staying at one of those resorts, you won't be able to play. But there are several places that you can play. Yeah. So And even just right off the island, there's even more. And if you're not into golf, golf, there are multiple putt-putt courses. Um, there is one downtown called McGregor's that is um, a putt-putt course, and they have drinks that you can get. There's one at the main beach. There is also one on Sadler that's more of a, what would you say, adventure golf type with like hills and yeah. lots of, um, not just a flat putt-putt course, so lots of putt-putt. Um, and then, of course, the downtown area, which is one thing that we really liked about Amelia Island. There's lots of shopping and plentiful restaurants and bars as well in the downtown. Yeah, and we'll talk more about those in just a little bit. We did mention that there are state parks, and so we talked about Fort Clinch, but then there's another one uh, towards the center of the island, And um, a lot of people like to go to that one with their four-wheel drive vehicles because you can drive onto the beach. I'll tell you, it's not as scenic of a beach to me. Um, And you have, you know, vehicles constantly driving by you. So it's not a place where I would choose to go. But if you're into that, um, that's an opportunity for you. Yes, and that's actually all the way on the south end before you cross the bridge going to... um the next island, which is Talbot Island. So. Yeah, you're right. I, I often think that it's in the middle, but it is down there on the south end. Yeah, but we should mention at Fort Clinch, you can just go uh, for the day, even if you don't camp there. Uh, you can ride bikes up into Fort Clinch. It's got some beautiful um, stretch of road that you can ride bikes and has some trails, but a lot of people like to go, and then of course the fort, but a lot of people like to go to the beach just past the fort and look for shark teeth. Yeah, you'll see a lot of people out there that are, you know, walking up and down the beach and you'll see them stopping and picking something up and looking at it. And those people are out there looking for shark teeth. They're fossilized, you know, shark teeth that are really old. And then they often find megalodon teeth as well out there. But I've never done, I've never been able to find anything like that. I have some really small shark teeth, but nothing like what We see people post that they found at Fort Clinch and uh, places like that. And let's talk about why real quick is the St. Mary's River is on that side of the island and they dredge that river. Um, There's a naval base, naval station, Kingsland um, up there. And so they have to dredge that river. And so that is likely where a lot of those 
why we have a lot of those shark teeth. That's a good point. You might even catch a submarine going in and out uh, there while you're at uh, Fort Clinch. So in addition to the state parks, so in addition to the state parks, one of the things that draws a lot of people here are the festivals that they have throughout the year in downtown Fernandina. Yes, so we don't have a shortage of festivals, which is a lot of fun. So let's see, at Christmas time, there is the Dickens on Center Festival that just kind of gets you in the holiday spirit. Lots of vendors come in. I think that's probably the first weekend in December. You have all these people who are dressed up like Charles Dickens characters, and they're walking around town, and you can have your picture made with them. Matter of fact, you can bring your own Dickens costume and dress up and you will not be alone. There are a lot of people who do that. And they have a lot of entertainment that is uh, related to that. Like so um, like small plays and the singing and things like that that are like specifically very themed, I guess I should say Dickens themed. Um, so that happens in December. So that's a lot of fun. If you're looking for a before Christmas, um, getaway between Thanksgiving and Christmas, that would be a lot of fun because the weather is very mild. Um, might be able to catch some beach weather, water will be cold, but, um, the weather is still very, very nice. And then in May, we've just had the huge shrimp festival here. Yeah, that brings in tons of people onto the island, tons of arts and craft booths that are set up, uh, food trucks and, and vendors selling you know, food and drinks. Uh, there will be stages off of the main drag where they'll do concerts. And so just a lot of activity around that shrimp festival. And the parades. Let me just say that every one of these festivals is usually preceded by a uh, parade of some sort. The whole town gets into it. Everybody's out there. They usually will decorate the store windows, whatever the theme is of the of the festival. So, you know, it's a really great time. And you can see the, the local pride. You have the marching bands and all of those things. I think my favorite is the pirate ship that come through and they've got the cannons and uh, stuff like that. A lot of pirate-themed stuff on the island. And what we'll do, so as you're planning your trip, we'll put a link to uh, the website, uh, that the local website that has all of the events that they keep updated. So we'll put a link to that so that um, as you're checking for the dates and year by year, you'll have that information. And kind of in the theme of festivals, Every Saturday throughout the year. It isn't just during the summer. It's all year long. Every Saturday from 9 to 1, they have market day. And so that's right downtown as well. You have people who come in and bring um, fresh food, uh, handmade items, stuff like that. And you can even get some fresh seafood if you get there early enough. Uh, but that tends to sell out by, what you say, around 10, 10.30. Yeah, the shrimp probably pretty quickly, but there's other things that you can get. And so there's certain vendors that we like to visit all the time. So if you are renting a place and going to be for the whole week and you happen to be here on Saturday mornings, it's from nine to one, definitely stop by and pick up a few of your necessities from the Saturday market day. Um, you can rent golf carts, you can rent e-bikes, uh, you could ride around town on those. We also have a fantastic greenway um, 
that is about, what, a block from the beach that goes um, several miles. So you might spot some alligators and definitely some birds there, but it is walking friendly and bike friendly. So those e-bikes you could take, um, or regular bikes too, but take those downtown. Um, I'm sorry, take those down the Greenway, take them downtown. So you could really get around a lot on those bikes. And you'll see a lot of people out on the beach with those e-bikes as well. Yes, that's true. And I'd say there are tons of playgrounds for the little ones. So if you're traveling with small children and they just get tired of the beach for whatever reason, that's great. You can come off. You can go to these playgrounds. There's a playground at the beach that usually has, during the summer, it has a shade over it. Um, so they can play over there for a while and get their you know, energy out. There's, there's several around town. Great places for the entire family. So there's a playground called the Pirate Playground. And so if you haven't noticed a theme, pirates are very big here on Amelia Island, Fernandina Beach. Um, so, But look that up if you have kids because that's a fun little playground that is at the end of the Greenway. So in addition to you know some of the things to do outdoors, there are lots of local shops. Yeah, so if you're just looking for some authentic surf shops, but I mean, they sell everything from bathing suits and cover-ups and flip-flops and rash guards, sunscreen, sunglasses, um, but just to support some local shops, they're super adorable. And so one of them is across from Main Beach called Driftwood Surf Shop. And then Amelia Surf Co. is near Sadler Road Beach, near Sliders, and um, it's actually connected to a place that has acai bowls and smoothies. And so, um, yeah, I would definitely recommend if you're just in need of those things, that would be a couple of great places and you can support local by shopping at one of those. And let's talk about like shops downtown. So everything that you can think of as well. So if you are looking for some souvenir t-shirts, you've got that. If you're looking for, um, there's a Christmas shop and there's ladies wear and jewelry and um, housewares. And so just everything. So if you happen to have a day where you are in the middle of the day and it's just too hot to be at the beach or it's raining or whatever, you definitely want to go down and just stroll downtown and grab some lunch and hit up a lot of those shops because they're just cute and a lot of fun. Yeah. For the adults listening in, there is a distillery on the island and we would be remiss if we didn't share that with you because it is a great distillery. And if you just go in there and um, go in and see, uh, I believe Shannon is always behind the counter and she just does these continuous tastings throughout the day. You go in, grab a seat at the bar, and she will pour you up a little bit of everything that they distill there, which is a lot of different types of spirits. And you can try it all, and then you'll leave out of there uh, with quite an armload of bottles of different spirits because they're very good, very high quality, and... A lot of them are made with ingredients that are local here to the island. Yes, we take most of our visitors there just because it is a lot of fun. Um, yes, that is the interesting thing. And she'll tell you, like if you're doing the limoncello or something with the orange, they come from, this came from the owner's property and um, here's how many is in it. And so that's a lot of fun. And I think they really distill everything except for maybe tequila. Yeah, I don't, Everything I don't. else, I mean... 
just trying to think in my head, I think everything else that I can think of, they have some version of that, correct? Yeah, yeah they've so. got whiskey, they've got uh, gin, vodka, rum, all the cellos that you were talking about. So yeah, and in addition to the distillery, there's lots of small breweries, um, craft breweries that are here on the island as well, like Macoma. There's a coffee shop inside there, and it's just a great place to go and hang out. Um, then there's a couple other um, ones. First Love, which is near down, it's just like a block off of downtown. And then you have the Amelia Island Brewers as well, which is downtown. And there's a few off the island as well, um, but those are the ones on the island that we would recommend. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's not very many reasons for you to need to leave this island once you get on it. All right, Scott, you mentioned some nightlife. So people are downtown in the evening, want to hear some music. Where do they go? There's no shortage of places to go and hear live music. I think just about everywhere downtown has live music at night, um, especially on the weekends. But one of our favorite places to go and hang out and listen to music is the Green Turtle. Um, it's a little small indoor bar, but then it has a really large outdoor area with the stage. And so especially during the summer, you'll see a lot of bands out there. Um, and they even bring in some, you know, larger cover like bands or tribute band. That's yeah, what tribute bands of. or cover bands. So you'll see some pretty large tribute bands come through there as well um, during the summer. It's just a great place to hang out, um, and it's right downtown. You also have the Palace Saloon, which is the oldest bar in Florida, and that is definitely right in the middle of downtown. You want to stop in there, get a pirate punch, and then there are three different bars inside of there. It, they at least have two of them operating almost any night of the week, and they may have different music inside of those. So if you have like a 80s cover band up front, you may have some kind of, I don't know, punk band or something like that in the back. And then sometimes even there's a third one that's outside. Um, so when the weather's nice or there's a big festival in town, it has an outdoor stage and they'll have food truck out there. So, you know, that's a great place. And one thing I wanted to mention about both of those and also the other ones that you're going to talk about, but really both of those is that you are going to see locals and visitors and people of all age groups. So it's not like this one is for this age group. I mean, you're going to have uh, bachelor parties, bachelorette parties, showers, you know, wedding party, you know, just all kinds of things. And then just, just locals as well. So that just makes it a lot of fun. And if you're looking for something maybe a little bit more upscale, right next door to the Palace Saloon is the decannery. And I would say that's, you know, it's kind of a um, higher end, maybe wine bar with craft cocktails and stuff like that. And then they have some, you know, little bites to eat, things like that as well. Then in addition to all the downtown, there are a few beach bars, but there's only a couple um, or, you know, two or three of them. It's not like, you know, the beach is just littered with a bunch of restaurants, bars and stuff like that. It's mostly houses right on the beach. And so a couple that we had, you know, called out is the sandbar. Um, that is right at Main Beach. Um, and 
there's a parking lot right there. The hotel Amelia Seaside is right front of it, but it's right on the beach. You can go there during the day and, you know, if you're at the beach, get a cocktail or a beer or something like that to go, or they have food there and you can sit and eat at the beach. And they are known for having a huge whiskey uh, bourbon collection too. So if that's your thing, that would be just a place to go check that out because that's kind of rare at restaurants. Yep. Um, then a little ways down the beach is Sliders and that's at Sadler Road. Sliders is a great place. If the weather's nice, you can eat outside. They have live music. Uh, once again, if you haven't figured out, there's a lot of live music to choose from here on the island. Great cocktails out by the beach, outdoor atmosphere. It's just a, it's a fun place to hang out. And there's a playground there too. That's true. There is. So the little ones can go play on the playground while you drink your uh, margarita. Okay, Scott. So let's talk about where you should eat. Yeah, and we probably need to feed these folks after we've run them through all these bars. That's true. Um, on one visit, will you be able to eat at every restaurant? No. And let's just make that clear. We're talking about tons of things in this episode, right? Just go ahead and make notes of some of the things that sound really interesting to you and do those things and realize you're not going to be able to do everything that we talk about unless you come and stay here for a month. But we've been here for a year and we haven't done everything on the island yet ourselves. Yes, that's true. There's lots of places. Um, well, a few places that we still haven't eaten at. Um, so it's kind of like saying going to Disney World and you're going to do everything. You're not. Like there's no physical way that you can eat everywhere. And just like any time you travel to avoid disappointment, um, check opening times. Um, there are lots of things that will have a couple of days a week that are closed and they do rotate. So it's not like some places here on Amelia, like you'll find things that are open on Monday night, but like everything won't be. And so if something's open on Monday, they may close on Tuesday or something like that. So just as you plan your, let's say you're staying for a week, as you plan your week here, go ahead and if you have some places you definitely want to go, I would say check opening and closing days, and then check to see if you need reservations because there's some places we're going to mention that you're really going to want to look for reservations. Yeah, well, right now is peak summer season, right? I would say most of the restaurants, you need to check and see if they accept reservations. And if you can get them a few days in advance, even better. Um, that's going to avoid help you avoid the frustration of getting to the restaurant and finding out that either they have no availability that night or having to wait, you know, one plus hours for a table. So let's, I tell you what, let's break this down, make it super simple, and we'll go through a couple of different categories. And the first one that we're going to start with is coffee. Yep. We got to start there. First thing in the morning, got to have the coffee. So the first place got mentioned briefly, but the Macoma Brewing. So they have a coffee shop inside. I think it's open till like two o'clock. Um, there is one day a week, I believe, maybe Monday, but definitely check um, their listings one day a week that it's not open, but they do have really good espresso drinks. And I would say ask the barista for some recommendations. Um, because they have some unique things and they've always given me good recommendations. So that would be my tip for there. There is a coffee shop in downtown Fernandina Beach. It's not one of our favorites. I think that they could do so much more with that coffee shop than that they do. 
but if you're just if you're downtown, you're looking for a cup of coffee, pop in there, grab a cup of coffee. But there are definitely some other places that we would recommend first um, in terms of coffee shops. Yes, and our new favorite place that has just opened is called 1928. It's actually a Cuban cafe, and they had some shops in Jacksonville, and so they've just opened one on the island. Um, So they have great breakfast, and they have really good coffee, espresso drinks. Um, They also do lunch and sandwiches and some things like that too, but if you want a really good cup of coffee, and you can ask them for recommendations too, but yeah, and and that's Cuban coffee, so... Um, it, I think they can do your, your normal espresso and stuff like that. But then in addition, they have um, various Cuban coffee drinks as well. So lastly on the coffee, I would say if you're a stickler and you love Starbucks and you think it's just the greatest thing, there is a Starbucks on the island uh, where you can get uh, a cup of Starbucks. And so now on to breakfast. So one place where you could go and get bagels and or bagel sandwiches is called Aloha Bagel. And it is um, on 14th as you go to downtown. So not right downtown. So look that up. Um, They also make sandwiches. um, So that's a great place where you could just get they have coffee too, but not espresso drink coffee, just uh, various flavored black coffees. Yeah, there is a place right in downtown. It's called the Garden Street bistro this one you'll definitely want to have reservations for it's a very small outdoor cafe i think they have a few a few tables inside as well a little bit on the pricier side but absolutely delicious breakfast foods and one that we really like is called the patio we like it for various meals but on the weekend they do have a nice brunch that would be another one where i would just check to see if you need to get reservations Um, i know as far as dinner they don't take reservations during the week on the weekends but definitely check for reservations for and it's actually called the patio at fifth and ash is its full name Um, we talked about 1928 the cuban place one place that I think we often forget about, but it is a really good restaurant, is go at sunrise to Tortuga Jack's. It's right above the Sliders Bar on Sadler Road, um, right on the beach, and it opens at like 6 a.m. or something like that. You can go sit up there, watch the sunrise, um, and have a fantastic breakfast. That's true. That is a fun that is a fun one to go to and um, one of the few places where you can be on the beach. And that one is, like you said, upstairs, so you have a great view of the ocean. And if you're uh, in town on Saturday and Sunday, we would recommend that you get reservations and go to Letty's Porch, um, a great southern uh, breakfast, but it is only on the weekends, and I think you do have to have reservations yeah, unless you just got lucky, you, you pretty much really need reservations. Um, um, and then I had mentioned Go Juice, which is in the Amelia Surf Co. Um, or right beside Amelia Surf Co. So that would be a great place if you just want like coffee beverages um, or smoothies or co- frozen coffee beverages, I should say, smoothies or acai bowls. Um, that's a great um, little place to go for some fresh. Yeah, if you're big milled out, you know, from going out to all these restaurants and staying out late and going to the bars and stuff like that, that's probably a good one. You can get a smoothie, something light for breakfast. All right. And I should point out too, is that we are not going to 
possibly be able to mention every restaurant. So we're really going to mention ones that we would recommend and um, have kind of broken them down by the category of what we think they're really best for, especially as we get into like lunch and then dinner. So um, lunch spot, Scott, where I guess we've taken people or um, if we've had a break in the day and said, okay, let's go grab some lunch. Where would you say to go? Well, one of my favorite lunch spots is Salt Life. And it's funny because that's a chain and we typically try to avoid chains. But in this case, it's right across from the beach. It has a great atmosphere. There's an upstairs patio and uh, the food's really good. So I would recommend Salt Life. They also have good specialty cocktails, I would say. We've had some really good like rim type things that like things they put on the rim that were unusual there they do live music as well and so that upper deck you can you can see that and um just enjoy some unique cocktails and things yeah. and, and my favorite thing to eat there is the seared ahi tuna salad one of the best i think i've ever had so check that out uh, there's also a restaurant near downtown called la serena think of a supermercado super um in a town that's what it reminds you of. They do have some of that, but I would say that's a small part. There is a restaurant there and they serve great tacos, burritos, you know, things like that. You know, go for lunch and, and check this place out. Very authentic. Um, Fourth Street Deli is one of the places that we like to take people as well. And you go in there and they have what they have. Uh, and as they give out of it, you know, it's not there anymore and they'll close down when they're sold out. So uh, you might want to get there a little bit earlier because they do tend to run out of things. And it's one of the delis where you can get, so the sides, like, yes, you can get chips, but the sides are things like the broccoli salad, the macaroni salad. Um, they have a Greek salad usually and like a strawberry pecan salad and um, just different salads. Like, yeah, watermelon. So different little salads like that. So it just feels like a really um, good deli where you can get like the sandwich and a little salad or whatever. Yeah. And there's a couple of places to grab a burger. Tasty's is a local chain that, you know, you'll find on and around the island, but kind of a, a great smash burger that you can get there. And then I would also say one of the more well-known, if you want to be like a local, go to T-Ray's and it's on 14th Street. But that's one of those locations where there's no reservations they're only open till like one or two o'clock and there's always a line to get into that place. And, and we didn't mention them for breakfast, but they do serve breakfast too. So we didn't point that out. So breakfast, lunch, um, just like you said, up until early afternoon, but wait in line and, um, and they are known for their burgers as well. The Salty Pelican. So there you're going to have a choice of different foods, uh, seafood, burgers, salads, you know, things like that. If you want to eat on the beach, um, you know, the sandbar or sliders, either one of those are open for lunch and you can stop in there and get something to eat. And we should mention a couple of other Mexican places because we do like Mexican food. And so there's a couple of places downtown. Um, Peppers is one of them and Pablo's is the other one. And they're actually about to move to a new location that is right on Center Street, a larger location as well. All right, so I think we got lunch covered. Uh, plenty of places there for you to choose from. You could even go into the Publix and grab a deli sandwich, right? So 
no shortage of food options here on the island. Let's talk about dinner. One of my favorite uh, places to eat on the island is the patio at Fifth and Ash. We talked about them for brunch on the weekends, but for an afternoon, evening, great atmosphere. Um, There's a patio. They have string lights. Uh, They usually have someone out there with live music singing, and the food is just phenomenal, uh, as well as their drink specials. So uh, I think I rate that as one of my favorite places to eat here on the island. And we've even been able to eat there as the weather, um, before it gets warm, super warm, and as it gets cooler, because they'll have like little enclosures and heaters and things like that. So don't let like the weather scare you away. Most of their seating is outside, but they have that as well. If you're looking for Italian, maybe you'll go and try chow. And they also have great fish, right? So a lot of the places that you'll see, um, they'll have like the local caught fish. This is another family owned restaurant too. And you will see the owners and the family in there coming around and talking to everybody. And so that's a fun place. Um, uh, just a really good place to go and just check for reservations there too. Because it gets very busy. If you're looking for something special uh, while you're on the island, maybe you're celebrating a birthday or an anniversary, or you're just looking for a really nice meal, now you're going to want to get reservations in advance uh, for this place. It's called España. And so if you like Spanish tapas, it's a great tapas restaurant, great wine list. And they serve this calamari steak that is absolutely to die for and they have a paella as well um and so a lot of times i mean if you don't mind eating later or you have a smaller party you might get lucky and get a table but if you want to take a group of people or you have your heart set on like the dinner rush you definitely want to get a reservation but that one's going to be a more pricey uh, restaurant what about the boathouse you know we've eaten there a couple of times great atmosphere both indoors and outdoors. You know, they have outdoor seating on a patio, usually live music out there. They have bars that, you know, serve both the inside and the outside at the same time. It's a fun place to go. Uh, And I think you could take a a group there. Once again, check and see if you can get a reservation if you're going to have a larger group. If you just got one or two, our tip is to go and check and see if you can find a seat at the bar because you can order food at the bar and things like that. And that's probably going to be your quickest way to get something. I would say that also, even though it's called the Boathouse, it's not just seafood. I felt like they had a wide variety of food as well. Something a little bit different we have on the list is the Wicked Bow. Melissa, you want to talk about that? Because I think that's probably one of your favorite places. Yeah, so the Wicked Bow is just a great place and it's you would think that it would not be as popular because of where it is I mean it is downtown but it's a little bit further north and so you have to know that it's there you wouldn't just happen upon it um and so this place is interesting you actually order at the register and then go sit down um the owner is almost always there and super friendly but great food and it usually comes out really fast as well so a variety of bao buns they have noodles they have um 
what else would you say? Like pot stickers and any of that kind of food. And um, like I said, the food comes out really fast. She does like a sake cocktail, a special of the every month. Um, they have indoor seating, outdoor seating. They have a bar. And so that's just a very fun place to go. So definitely put that on your list. Wicked Bow. Yeah. And that's one, like we said, if you want to act like a local, you would you would pop into the Wicked Bow. Downtown, there's a sushi restaurant called Sushi Akari. Uh, we like that one. When we're looking for sushi, that's usually where our go-to place. Just don't go too late there. They yeah. close a little early and they'll be ready to close um, when it's closing time. But they do have great, great sushi there. And some other things too, but we usually go for the sushi. Yeah, if you want, you know, some local fresh-caught seafood options, uh, I would recommend Cafe Caribo. Um, we've had really good luck there. We've eaten there several times uh, with friends and, you know, just the two of us. That's really good food. And we had mentioned Pablo's for lunch, um, and so we're excited to see the new location, and it looks like it's coming along and it's going to be super cute. So they were going to just have expanded location there, but we really like their food more, I don't know, upscale type Mexican, but they also have mezcal drinks um, there as well. So if you're into that, the mezcal cocktails. So we talked a few minutes ago about pizza, and we said we'd make our own category for pizza because there's some really good pizza options here on the island. There are, and I think that's just a good thing. Sometimes if you've been at the beach all day and you don't necessarily want to go out and you can either, um, but you could go out for, you know, pizza. That's not like having to get dressed up or you could just grab it to go. So definitely some pizza options. Um, so one is actually called V's Pizza um, and it is near Sliders on Sather Road and it is authentic oven, the oven pizza, Napoleonic pizza, and their ingredients they actually have imported from Italy. So they have a location in Jacksonville, and so just authentic pizza there um, and drinks and, and things like that. So one downtown that we have done takeout, I think, for a f- couple of times is the Arte Pizza. Um, they have other entrees also, but the um, it is known for its pizza and a variety of pizzas there. Yeah, and we talked about First Love uh, Brewing, uh, which does the, um, you know, authentic Napoleon-style pizza as well. And then lastly, there's kind of a more traditional pizza place, um, but I would say there's nothing traditional about it. It's called Townies, and they have this garden out beside the restaurant, and they grow uh, vegetables there in that garden that they will then use uh, on the pizzas. But it's if you want a big, I guess, New York style pizza or whatever, that's the place to go. I will mention that during the week you can go there as well for lunch and get like a slice of pizza if you don't want to get a whole uh, pizza as well. And this is not in the downtown. This is just... Um I don't know. What would you say? In the middle of the north part of the island. So, yeah, yeah, you'll have to look that up. It's in more of the residential area. Yeah. And so there are a few other pizza places. We just haven't been there or tried them and so um, are not going to mention them here. Yeah. And, I mean, look, if you're just really tired and you just want something cheap, there is also a Domino's. Um, We did have a special category for seafood. Because we have found some absolutely terrific seafood places. 
Yeah. So one that we actually just recently went to um, is called Cedar River Seafood. Now it's not on the ocean and it's not on the uh, riverside. It is just is what it is, but they really had some good seafood. And if you're looking for like senior specials and stuff, they have um, good senior specials as well. So, but fish and um, crab and shrimp, and you can get it um, steamed or broiled or blackened or fried. And then it just comes with your traditional side. So fries and um, coleslaw. coleslaw and just all your collard green salads. Um, so just all those traditional, um, so traditional things. So Cedar River seafood is yeah. very good food. Um, they don't take reservations. You just have to walk in and, um, it, it does get crowded at the dinner rush as well. So just be aware of that. Yeah. You'll see a lot of locals there as well. When we were there recently, we met this, uh, family, there, I think there was like 16 of them, which caused a lot of the the waiting time and stuff like that. But they've been coming here since 1971, and this is their favorite place to go and eat. So it says a lot about this um, this restaurant. There are a couple of places just off the island. You know, we mentioned that you don't need to leave the island for anything. These are just on the other side of the bridge. So you come across... When you're coming in on Highway 200, you'll go across a big bridge, and when you get on the other side, you're on Amelia Island. But just before you get on that bridge, there's two that are worth mentioning. Our previous favorite before we went to Cedar River is a place called Down Under. And you turn, you go under the bridge, and it's right on the river. Um, Really good seafood. Uh, On a nice day, you can sit out on the patio. You'll see boats going by. Uh, if you're lucky, you'll be there when the train comes and it has a, a bridge that swings for the train to go across. Um, and then once the train gets across the, the river, the, the bridge swings back open again. And so that would be pretty neat to do. Then also right by Down Under is a place called Shuckers. I'd say Down Under and Shuckers both have live music. Down Under is our favorite. Shuckers is really good seafood, though. And they have this wonderful outdoor uh, seating area. You have great views of the marsh. And, um, you know, it's just a nice ambiance. And then one option is if you're staying in a condo or you've rented a house and it has a kitchen in it and you want to Uh, prepare a meal at home you can go to Atlantic Seafood downtown at the marina and you can pick up fresh seafood from there Uh, when you go in they have these large cuts of fish uh, that were freshly caught you'll tell them how much you want they cut it directly off that large piece of fish and wrap it up for you and send it with you you can get shrimp there surprisingly if you go to the local Publix uh, you can get fresh Mayport shrimp um, at the Publix, as well as other types of seafood. And then as far as seafood, I think we men- need to mention a couple of other places that we've really enjoyed that are a little bit further south um, and not on the island, but definitely worth mentioning if you're looking for that. So if you go to the end of the island and keep going, Big Taba Island, Little Taba Island, there's actually, um, you get down closer to Mayport, which is where the shrimp comes from, and there's actually a ferry that goes across the river. So if you are there during the day, take that ferry across the river. You 
you can get seafood at Safe Harbor Seafood. And then they also have a restaurant there. Just be aware they are not open on Mondays. And then recently, Scott, talk about the couple of restaurant that we found recently that we really like it down in that area. Yeah, we recently found this place called um, Palms Fish Camp. And we've been there a couple of times and we've just had great f- seafood there. Um, you know, whatever kind you want. If you want, you know, shrimp that's fried, you can get it. If you want shrimp that's been steamed, you can get it there. Uh, fresh fish, just really good options. Great atmosphere, live music out on the patio, an outdoor bar, and it's right on the river as well. And so we've been there on a sunny Sunday afternoon and people drive up in their boats and they'll come out and come into the restaurant, but just a good option. And when Melissa talks about that, you got to go across these other islands. I mean, we're talking about 15 minutes, um, to get across these islands from the south end of Amelia Island. It's not a really long way. That's true. It's not far, and it's definitely worth going down there at least once, especially if you're staying on the north part of the island, so that you can see what the different islands look like. There's a couple of places where you can stop, and um, there's a couple of hikes and stuff down there, too. So definitely worth driving down there. And then there's one other place that we have eaten at before um, called the Sand Dollar. So both of those, I would say, Palms, Fish Camp, Sand Dollar, you can't make reservations. Um, So if you could go, like, early or right after the dinner rush because they just both tend to get very crowded all right so let's uh end the day with a nice dessert yeah so just like a lot of beach towns and things like that in the downtown area you're definitely going to have um, several places where you can get ice cream and different treats um, as well so a few of those that we would recommend are um probably the one that we frequented the most is the watanut um, they have, uh, cookies and then ice cream. And so you pick your cookie flavor and your ice cream flavor and they make fresh ice cream cookie sandwiches. So what a nut. If you like fudge, uh, make sure to go into fantastic fudge. They make it right there in the store and, um, you can see it on the big marble, uh, slab in the window, but they sell ice cream as well. Um, Nana Teresa's is a great little bakery that you could go to um, for a variety of treats. Um, And it's over down near Timothy's, but macaroons and just fresh pies and fresh cakes and lots of different things at Nana Teresa's. And then I would say our our favorite, and we only tried it recently, uh, we drove by it all the time um, near our house is a place called Danucci's. And it had this uh, sign out there that said, you know, come in and try our hot cookie sundae. And so we went in one, you know, warm afternoon and I asked the girl about the warm cookie sundae. And she told me, she said, well, it's okay, but I would highly recommend the hot brownie sundae. And she had me at that. But let me tell you about this. This thing came out it was like in a hot dog container, um, a styrofoam hot dog container, and it was just piled over. So it had several scoops, if you will, of soft serve ice cream on there. It had a hot brownie in the middle with with chocolate sauce, and then it was all covered in whipped cream. 
And uh, I think they used the whole can. Yeah, it might have been the whole can. Uh, we both enjoyed this thing and then brought it home and enjoyed it again later um, on another day. It was it was a lot, but it was an absolutely fabulous dessert. But in addition to that, they also have uh, hand dipped ice cream and then Dole Whip. Right, they have the dairy free Dole Whip, and they change out the flavors just depending too. So a lot of variety there, and um, so this one you again, if you're not staying right there, so there's a couple of hotels down that way that people could walk to, but if you're not staying that, you'll have to drive a little bit. But it's definitely worth checking out. It's a very colorful little building, and they have some outdoor seating, and so fun little dessert place to go to. Well, we spent a lot of time talking about food. Um, that will just give you an idea of how many different options you have uh, when you're visiting here. And, you know, take some of these, go try them. But just realize is that unless you're staying here for a really long time, uh, you might have to save a few of them for your next visit. So we mentioned and just want to reiterate that um, in the summertime or busy holiday times, the places that we've mentioned, you definitely want to try to get reservations. Um, They will fill up. And so just to avoid disappointment, check opening times and opening days and reservations as well. So in the summertime, in the afternoons, um, definitely be prepared for a brief shower or thunderstorm. And it may not rain everywhere on the island, um, but you probably will see some lightning and some different things like that. So just be prepared for that. Yeah, take that as an opportunity to go grab a nap or to get ready for the evening Um And just remember, the majority of all nightlife is in downtown. Um, So in addition, so Scott mentioned the Publix and getting some shrimp. Um, So as far as grocery, there is a small Walmart on the island. Um, It's one of the um, small, I like to say the old school traditional Walmarts. Um, And so they have a few grocery items, but not like a lot of a lot of fresh things. Um, but there is a Publix and a Winn-Dixie in that same general vicinity where you can get everything that you need. And then if you are staying further down toward the Ritz or um, in the condos down that way or the Omni, there is a Harris Teeter down that way as well. And um, then if you're looking for something more like Health food. So if you're like used to like a Whole Foods or a Sprouts or something like that, there is a local place um, that I like to frequent as well called Nassau Health Foods. Um, And so they have some actually local produce and then just um, the things that you would typically find there. And if you enjoy, like I do, poking around in hardware stores and small towns, there's an Ace Hardware right as you come across the bridge. Um, And it has you know, in addition to all of the hardware stuff that you would think of and garden center, but also has beach gear, sunglasses, flip flops, uh, beach wear, yetis, um, yetis, big selection of yetis, probably one of the biggest selections of yetis I've ever seen. Um, and then other gifts, uh, that you might be interested in. So with every destination episode we do, we ask Melissa, what do you need to pack? So definitely pack your bathing suits and cover-ups and for kiddos, if you like for them to have like rash guards and things like that, you're going to want to have those. The sun is pretty intense in the middle of the day in the summer. Um, So lightweight tropical clothing, tank tops and shorts, flip-flops, 
And I would say if you're going to try some of these places, especially the ones we've talked about that you need reservations, bring sundresses or um, nicer resort type wear for um, the evening. Shorts and collared shirts or button-up shirts are okay for men. You wouldn't necessarily need to bring pants. Um, If you drive, bring your beach chairs and your coolers, your beach umbrellas and your shades, whatever those are, the shibumis and and that kind of thing. And of course, kiddos, um, you know, sand toys and shell bags. We have lots of seashells here. And so um, a good book for the beach or bring along your Kindle. And then if you plan on playing golf, um, definitely bring your golf clubs or um, pickleball rackets, tennis rackets as well. So there's lots of places to enjoy a lot of those sports. Now you see what attracted us to Amelia Island. There's plenty to do and eat while you're here. You won't be able to do it all, so enjoy what you can and save some for your next visit. As always, if you have a favorite on Amelia Island that we didn't cover, send us a note or leave a comment. We often find inspiration hearing each of your travel stories. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will find some inspiration for your next trip. Most importantly, follow our podcast, leave us a review, and share it with your friends to help them catch the travel bug. You never know, they may become your greatest travel companions.